Welcome to the conclusion of Autism Moms Roundtable on the BioNexus Health Podcast with Dr. Jodie A. Dashaw, who holds a PhD in Integrative Medicine, is board certified in Integrative Pediatrics, an internationally recognized pioneering clinician, and author. And now here's your host of BioNexus Health Podcast, Dr. Jodie A. Dashaw. Okay, who's next? Yeah, I wanted to know, uh, a lot often people ask about the dietary management we can do in constipation because it's a very common issue also. And um, in case of diarrhea too, in case you want to uh, explain that, but constipation seems to be very important, right? Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Constipation Uh, and diarrhea, the diet management in constipation and diarrhea. And diarrhea, okay. Okay. First, let's address diarrhea, right? So diarrhea has to be addressed right away because that causes dehydration. So if there is diarrhea, just be sure to have your local pediatrician involved, all right? That's kind of important. You know, sometimes you, uh, it, it, it could be related to parasites. Then, you know, once parasites are treated, diarrhea resolves. Uh, you might have to use... Um, use Imodium, right, which is anti-diarrhea medication. But if you are seeing diarrhea, like, you know, as in soft stool on on a daily basis, then you have to ascertain, evaluate what is causing that, uh, what is causing the diarrhea. Number one thing would be to naturally, of course, to add in a binder. So once again, you know, when there is diarrhea, the BioNexus protocol handles that. And once you repair the gut, once you look at the culprits, you know, is there parasites, is there inflammation, is there strep, staph, uh, whatever, whatever is hiding in the gut, that has to be eliminated. Uh, any food-related uh, direct connection to diarrhea has to be eliminated. Sometimes there is a food-related direct connection to constipation as well. Like for example, you know, dairy. Uh, Someone accidentally uh, eats yogurt or drinks milk or something, immediately there is either constipation or diarrhea. So those issues have to be, um, if there is any uh, any direct one-on-one correlation, with, uh, uh, with your diarrhea or constipation, eliminate that food, right? You, uh, so then the management of diarrhea, why I said you should have a local pediatrician involved because, or, you know, Dr. Google, I guess, uh, because if there is diarrhea to avoid dehydration, you have to introduce things like electrolytes, right? You have to introduce things like the, um, the, the brat diet. So like, you know, rice and bananas and potatoes to, to bind the, the, the diarrhea. But if it is, once again, if it is routine, little bit of diarrhea, then look at the triggers in diet and eliminate that and add a binder. Simple bentonite clay binder can sometimes help as well. Uh, activated charcoal would be another good binder to have. Now we know on the BioNexus protocol, you know, there are specific binders which are used, but basic binders are um, are okay to try if there is uh, if there is routine diarrhea. Again, it, you know, it's uh, if there is mast cell issues, those are being addressed. Please bring it to my attention during your appointments. 
that so so we can address those uh, accordingly. Constipation. So maybe it also applies to diarrhea, but mostly to constipation is, you know, it's very simple. Make sure that your, your child has appropriate um, fiber in the diet, right? Fiber, exercise, and um, uh, water, okay? Fiber, exercise, water. If you have these three already present in your diet, then if there is still constipation, it could be that the um, motor movements that, that are required, right, to make the contractions that are necessary, when you feel like having a bowel movement, those are not working because many children, what I've evaluated, they have SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So if there are uh, methane or hydrogen gases that are being released, um, neurologically, that is, uh, is the problem that causes those neurological motor movements to, be, to, to slow down. Now, if you are using artificial, um, artificial medicine, my goodness, like what is that disgusting one? Uh, uh, Miralax, right? Miralax has so much aluminum and, and, and you know, chemicals in there. Um, Try not to use that. Try and use natural, um, natural supplements like magnesium, aloe vera juice. Um, th then there is, you know, some Ayurvedic medicines. I'm sure, like uh, Pakistan has its uh, uh, its local herbal medicines, which can be used to help empty the bowel. Um, one correlation that I've observed is eating meat and bread or rice, whatever the case may be, without having adequate fiber. Anytime you're feeding uh, any non-vegetarian meal to your child, make sure there's always adequate fiber. Okay, now there are different ways of doing this. So, you know, either you always have, uh, always have like, you know, salads or vegetables on the side cooked, uh, salads or um, not cooked salads, salads or cooked vegetables on the side uh, with every uh, non-vegetarian meal that you eat. And also with vegetarian as well, you know, if, if you're making, if you're making a gluten-free pizza without, without any vegetables, that, that's all protein. So without having appropriate fiber, water, it is an exercise. It is not possible to have, um, have a normal bowel movement. So um, there are various ideas to use uh, to in incorporate vegetables. One, uh, one I'll tell you, one is like, you know, mix all different vegetables. Like what uh, I, I make vegetable broth. Okay. So th there's going to be tomatoes. There's going to be, and you have to always observe your, your own dietary uh, regulations for your child, right? If there's open allergies or, um, you know, any other concerns. But what I usually use is zucchini, squash, uh, celery, green beans, uh, broccoli. I also use broccoli stems. Uh, broccoli stems have to be uh, peeled uh, in, in order because, you know, the, the first couple layers of broccoli stems are very hard, but inside it seems pretty cool. So I use that. I, I use uh, other kinds of squash. I said tomatoes, right? 
uh, onions, green onions. I just uh, boil all these vegetables together in filtered water. And then, you know, once they are soft and smooth, I just put them in the blender and, and make, uh, uh, make like a soup. That's it. I, I don't add any oil. Sometimes I'll add a, a small piece of ginger if I'm using broccoli for the digestion part as, as that. So um, that can be used as, um, as a gravy base. So instead of using water and tomato puree as, as a gravy base, use this homemade vegetable, uh, vegetable puree, like mixed vegetable puree as your gravy base. So that automatically gives you um, lots of vegetables along with your, uh, along with the meat or eggs or whatever you might be eating. So that's just one suggestion. There are many more, um, won't have time for that now, but you know, um, so overall, I, I hope that answers your question. Let me see, there is something in the chat. Let me pull up the chat. All right. Um, any diet constipation, okay, can we use stevia to replace sugar or alternative to honey? Yes. Can we use castor oil, other raw oils to help? Yes, that's fine too. Castor oil, uh, um, aloe vera, that's, that's all fine. Nutritional yeast. Yes, nutritional yeast is, is okay to use. You know, it is very high in, um, uh, in B vitamins. Uh, baking powder for baking, okay? Uh, baking powder, if you can find baking powder that is corn-free and aluminum-free, then you can use that. Baking powder for baking, okay. Uh, let's see, Nisa. Um, Ma'am, um, I'm very clear with some of my questions in the previous uh, chat. Um, but I just want um, you to um, I just want you to know about my son as um, he's also uh, craving for um, uh, milk and uh, uh, like gluten. But we uh, we have logged almost every cabinet of the kitchen. Um, second thing, I am the only mother who wishes for constipation. Literally, he's passing almost six to eight stools, small grainy stool after every meal or even between the meals oh. and i'm just fed up i have eliminated um, fruits i have eliminated certain vegetables i have eliminated um, even meat from his diet but still uh, he's passing six to eight stools small stu frequent stools on everyday basis um you have given me histamine blog i uh, used in uh, four months back uh, for 15 days that helped a little bit but now i have again introduced that and i'm noticing from the last two days i have introduced that and i'm noticing that he his gut is doing better with it uh, is it histamine he's uh, he's uh, having leaky gut he's having ibs um and, and now i just came to know he's having histamine issues and he's having a lot of issues i have into i have eliminated um even grain flour from his diet, I put him on the rice and bananas. Even with rice and bananas, he was not doing good. Yes. I'm so just that is, with that. Um, yes, uh, that, is, that is going to take time to repair. Yes, going for, uh, mm -hmm. I remember, you know, going four or five times a day 
And, you know, um, Brian, every time at nighttime, after dinner, when he would go, almost every other day, he, you know, he would actually feel them coming out. Uh, he'd, say, he'd say, mom, a biofilm is coming. Mom, worms. Mom, biofilm. Mom, worms. And he was right. I don't know how he knew what was going to come out. And there was actually worms would come out like almost every other night. But, you know, I don't think uh, it is just a histamine issue. Histamine block is good because it's an inflammation issue. So inflammation can come from any cells of your innate immune system because mast cells are part of the innate immune system. Those cells can come into play, right? You know, dendritic cells, uh, your macrophages, your neutrophils, you know, these all come uh, with, your, uh, with your innate immune system. Sometimes when you do blood work, you'll see that sometimes, you know, macrophage level is high or neutrophil levels uh, are very high. So you know that there is, you know, a lot of inflammation in, in the body of this child. Um, so if I, I don't want to uh, mention, you know, the BioNexus protocol or anything here now, but if you are, uh, if you are doing the gut support protocol, Okay, and you're doing the histamine support protocol. Um, and if you are peeling, cooking, I don't think you need to eliminate. You just need to make digestion easier. I don't think any elimination of any fruits and vegetables. I mean, unless, you know, just remember, I, I spoke about low histamine to Sandila's question. So please listen to my answer to that again. But, you know, um, to make things easier to digest for a child, you can, uh, you can uh, make it pureed, you can peel it, you can cook it down, you can eliminate any obvious triggers. You have eliminated everything. I don't think that's required. Now, uh, rice and grains, etc. cetera, um, if you soak the rice for 24 hours, and then, you know, right? yeah, and then you, you, you wash it nicely, okay? And then, you know, cook it nice and soft. Um, that's okay to give. You have to give him something to eat. So um, if he is, if he is uh, passing greenish stool, that means that, you know, he needs enzymes. Uh, there isn't adequate uh, natural enzyme or, or, you know, there's too much squirts of bile coming out. Uh, when he's eating. So there is just pretty much, you know, dysregulation in the gut. He's already taking lipogold enzymes and uh, I have introduced everything now. Um, he's doing well on the histamine protocol from the last two, three days. I have introduced. Mm -hmm. okay, God bless. Uh, yes. How about the binders? How about the binders? Um, I'm giving binder twice a day, one by four. Good. I have increased binder. I've You've increased the binder. Here's, here's a suggestion. Instead of increasing the binder, get another binder. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would recommend, you know, um, any local bentonite clay is fine. Okay. And add like, you know, small amount. Um, I, I don't know if your Amazon will have the organic food grade bentonite clay. You can add uh, a, a small amount or you could add any Ayurvedic binder 
for that matter, you know, um, see what is uh, what is available uh, locally, and and add. But but easiest would be uh, uh, what is that called? You know, um, multani mati or bentonite clay. Yeah. If if you can get yeah. multani mati for food grade, that's good. You know, make like a small powder and and uh, give him that. But trust me, it it is quite common. It takes it takes a while. How old is your child? Remind me. He's seven and a half, and he has a lot of issues. He's with mold, uh, parasites, clostridia, right. IBS. Right. Oh, that reminds me. One more. Okay, so gee, seven and a half is is pretty. You know, he's 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 in the slightly older age group. So yes, um, it will take time. Now, can you find pure peppermint oil? If you can find pure peppermint oil. Uh, like you know as an essential oil pure peppermint essential oil if that's possible then you can give him uh one to two drops in his herbal cocktail couple times a day okay first try always remember like i say one drop okay here we get organic uh, essential oils so you know um uh some some if, if your kid can swallow then put like one drop in a like zero capsule like really really tiny capsule but if there is no swallowing then it's okay to add to the herbal cocktail but always do one drop because with ibs right peppermint oil can either help with stools uh, stool frequency or increase the frequency it it's usually helps with reducing the frequency Okay, uh, another thing you can add is um, that's locally available, but next time, if you can find locally, if you can try, try to get Saccharomyces boulardii. Good brand. Very good. So see, so you are on, a, on, on an excellent protocol, you know, it's just going to take time, but, but the, the, these other local things I told you, uh, try those. The first option would be the peppermint oil. Okay, the, the clay option would be the second option because he's already on a fantastic binder. But first option would be peppermint oil. Try that and see um, if that helps. Also give him, um, can you give him like, you know, if you have fresh ginger, peel it, wash it nicely um, uh, and squeeze like one to two drops of the juice. Okay. Or if you cannot squeeze the juice, you know, grate it into small, small pieces, right? In a fine grating uh, and just a little bit with, uh, you can put some honey in there. Okay. And uh, just give him to eat a couple times a day. Anytime is fine, right? You know, it doesn't have to be on empty stomach because, you know, these kids with severe IBS, uh, we don't know. Um, what can have, you know, uh, what can cause like things to get worse. So it is, um, it's best to always, uh, you know, not try on an empty stomach. Um, one last thing that's, uh, like I said, right, so let's make a list. Uh, I see Sandila also wants to know again. Um, let's talk again about um, uh, diarrhea or too much stool. Obviously, stay with the Bionexus protocol, be patient. You don't have to eliminate fruits and vegetables unless they are direct triggers, 
right? Just make them more easily digested. You don't have to eliminate meat either. If you can make, um, if you can give him ground meat, like small ground meat meatballs, right? Little, whatever it is, you know, beef is hard to digest. So if you want to try, uh, try and keep it like, you know, um, white meat uh, or poultry, right? Chicken, turkey. So make small meatballs. And again, with the meatballs, try to hide vegetable puree in there and make them without any eggs and all that. I, I don't use all that, you know, when I make meatballs, you know, it might, they might turn out softer, right? But what I do is, you know, it's just um, uh, pure ground chicken, organic chicken or turkey or beef, whatever meatballs I might make. Um, and I make all three. I, I uh, yeah, beef, turkey, and chicken, and I use the, 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 you know, similar recipe for all three. So what I do is um, I make uh, raw vegetables. I, I just uh, um, mix them in the chopper because I don't want to make like a puree, it'll get wet. So, you know, the, the, the handheld chopper, which you pull with a, with a string. So I, I use that. And uh, I put like, you know, carrots, I'll put uh, whatever's available, celery, zucchini, anything that's available, mushrooms uh, and with and onions with the chopper, I'll, I'll pull it and make it like very thin. Uh, and I'll put that in the meatballs and make like small, like uh, um, maybe size of a quarter, a really small meatballs. And um, I used to feed him that, you know, and then those are obviously baked in the oven. They're not fried. So uh, low fat diet also helps with diarrhea. Okay. And then we said, you know, uh, add clay. And then I said about peppermint oil, right? One to two drops at that age group. Don't go beyond that. And it has to be pure oil because I, I remember on, you know, uh, one of my travels to India, uh, they have peppermint uh, syrup. Ew, that's not the same thing. Uh, you, you don't want to give syrup, you know, it's obviously sugar. So it will help calm it down, but that, that's not a good idea. Instead of that, if you have, uh, if you have like, for example, I have so many recipes, my God, I have to share from my kitchen, but you know, um, um, so peppermint oil, I told you, and then ginger, right? Ginger juice with honey or like, you know, uh, uh, very much, um, uh, very much uh, grated ginger, like very thin, small amount, right? You can just give him in his mouth. Then if you want to make tea, if you have fresh peppermint leaves, right? Uh, mint, uh, if you have fresh mint leaves, Along with fresh ginger, you can make like, you know, concentrated tea and then add honey in there and give him the tea as well. That's also really good for the liver, the gallbladder. So that, that's very helpful. Um, that's for the diarrhea. Now, Sandila asked a question about uh, constipation. Sandila, I think I covered that when I answered your question, but I'll go over it again. Um, Aloe vera for constipation can be tried, right? Um, what else? You know, trifala can be tried for constipation. Senna, uh, natural senna is available. That can be tried for constipation as well. So, uh, of course, you know, fiber in your diet. 
So I said fiber, exercise, and water, real water should be uh, tried along, along with being on the BioNexus protocol. Okay, which cooking oil do you recommend while cooking or frying? How to increase water intake of a child? Okay, which cooking oil um, for basic cooking, it would be coconut oil is really good, small amounts. Olive oil is also good. Uh, but, you know, olive oil, you know, you cannot stir fry with it, right? It's not a, a high, uh, it's not a high, high heat oil, right? Coconut oil is great. Uh, but if you are frying something, frying is not recommended. But if you want to fry, like, you know, I have one mom, I don't think she's here today, but um, her son loves French fries. So she, uh, you know, um, once or twice a week, she makes them at home, all fully homemade French fries. Um, so uh, she fries them in ghee. So if you want to do any frying, then you can fry in ghee. Of course, coconut oil is also fine because ghee is very expensive, right? Coconut oil is also fine for frying, especially if you're just frying a couple times a week for your child. Uh, to, to give that, you know, different texture. Most of the things that become crunchy with frying can also be baked. So if, if you look for recipes, you know, instead of frying, if you bake them, you, you will still get, uh, get that crunchy texture. Like French fries, I bake, I don't fry. And they come out just fine. So I, I make squash fries, I'll make sweet potato fries, potato fries, you know, you just bake them. And uh, they are, you, you, can, you can put a, a small amount of coconut oil uh, or when you make like, like, you know, roasted vegetables, like um, we love like Brussels sprouts or so we, we just mix them, add like a small amount of oil uh, to all the salt and pepper and spices and it just comes up so delicious if you eat it hot. It, it is, uh, you know, I, I, I don't see uh, frying required for anything. Uh, nowadays they have air fryers, but air fryers are plastic. That's disgusting. You know, I haven't seen any stainless steel air fryer. So just waiting on that, you know, ceramic coated or stainless steel air fryers would be so useful, but um, you know, that, that hasn't happened. Now, uh, what I'm going to do is, no, let me just quickly check. Can we cook in mustard oil? Yes, mustard oil is, is okay to cook. You know, there are some, a glass air fryers are fine. Yeah, mustard oil is also fine. Uh, what flours are good for grain-free flour? Okay, so, um, hmm, grain-free. Okay, uh, there are lots of questions here actually, hold on. Wow, why don't you ask these questions? If you're putting them in the chat, okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm gonna wait for the chat a little bit. All right, now um, I think I've answered your, your question, right, Nisa? So let's see, no one else has raised their hand. All right, so I guess I'll just go to the chat. People are shy, what's the problem here? Um, I have mic issues, that's why. Who has mic issues? 
me, Benny. Oh, you have mic issues. Okay, that's fine. How to increase the water intake of a child. Okay, so this is this is Imran. Um, Imran's asking how to increase the water intake of a child. So what is you can you can use water while making the food you um, you can give him fruits uh, fruits that are high in water content okay then uh, drinking real water uh, why why won't your child drink water they don't get thirsty what do they drink I've, I've uh, yes yes Imran what seems to be the problem yeah, actually, Dr. Ishal is taking almost uh, half a glass of water in the whole day. Oh, so wow. that's why I'm asking. That. So that's why I'm asking how to increase uh, this uh, amount of water. Well, why? Okay, but why are why is she not? Okay, so if it is that severe of an issue, you may have to mix a little bit of honey or like, you know, small amount of fruit, a uh, fruit juice homemade in the water. And even if you have to syringe it, just please go ahead and do that. How you, you can't have like, you know, half a glass is four ounces. Four ounces in a day is, is going to cause a lot of GI problems as well as mitochondrial issues in the child. Because, you know, 70% of the body is water. So the mitochondria will not be able to function without adequate hydration. So okay. if, yeah, it, whatever needs to be done, you know, um, Maybe she'll take it with a straw. Yeah, with a sip, sip glass. Sipping glass. Sippy cup. Yes, that's fine. Sippy cup, you know, if you want to mix like 80% water, 20% juice, that's okay as well. Um, okay. Right? And establish a routine because, you know, our kids on the spectrum love routines. Establish a routine. Uh, use that as, um, as a reward. And, oh, and okay. also, like I said, you know, fruits that are high in water should be eaten. Fruits and vegetables, you know, celery is high in water. Watermelon, obviously, is high in water. Uh, so look or, or Google fruits and vegetables high in water content and, and give her that because, yeah, because, you know, we are uh, also your, your kidneys obviously need water so they can throw out the toxins. So it is very okay. important. All right, next question. Okay. Organic eggs from indigenous chicken. Yes, organic eggs are fine. If, uh, you know, uh, one small experience I wanted to share that uh, before I found out that food, uh, food allergy testing, you know, is pretty much a, a waste of money, mostly um, at, at the early stage, if there is mold exposure, um, it is, it is best to do, you know, it's best to do observation diet and see what's, uh, what, what your child is sensitive to, you know, versus wasting money on food allergy testing. Um, if you already wasted money on food allergy testing, then if anything that shows up high, right, I can't tell you how many meetings I've taken, how many labs and lab directors I've spoken to without any firm logical answers. You know, I'll give you one example, right? Um, one question I asked, I, I won't name the lab, it's not available uh, where you are, it's mostly available only in the US, but that very, very highly specialized lab, right, 
for food allergy testing. And I, I questioned that, you know, um, what is all this nonsense coming up? Like he's allergic to garlic, he's not. I mean, I'm not seeing that, but I don't want to do any silent harm. So how do you explain this, you know? Uh, and few weird things showed up like, like tomatoes uh, and something that was not nightshades as well showed up. So I said, the antigens that you use in the labs for testing, are they organic? Because we are eating, yes, uh, I think chicken showed up. I'm like, what do you mean? You know, because we are eating level five chicken, level five. This is like completely pastured, absolutely happy hens, you know, roaming around free, uh, uh, on organic land, right? You know, foraging, eating worms, you know, they're not getting any artificial feed, like very small size chickens. So how can that, you know, how can that show up as, as allergic in the allergy testing? There was no answer because they are not using that high quality food level antigens. If you're using regular farm grown chicken or like, you know, chicken that, that are grown, uh, uh, grown in captivity, of course, that's, that's a whole different test. It's not applicable to my child who is eating the, the best food on the planet, all the effort that I'm, I'm putting into it. So uh, all in all, you know, and then after that, we discovered the innate immune system activation, how mast cells come into play, how allergy testing is pretty much uh, of very limited value in, in children with biotoxin illness until a much later stage, you know, until you've done some kind of repair. So anyways, um, organic eggs are fine. Uh, in the beginning, uh, egg uh, tested as very high. So I knew it was pastured egg, it was beautiful eggs. So it's not really possible. Now, what could be the allergy problem? It could be the albumin because it's a protein. It's in the egg white. Egg yolk is mostly good fat. So I started making only egg yolk omelets, no issues. We were just giving egg yolk omelets. And then slowly, you know, after about six months, uh, we started using the whole egg. All right, that's, that's just one personal uh, tidbit. If there are unspecific, sorry, who's that? Ma'am, my question is related with this egg allergy. If the child is allergic to egg, and if he's on egg-free diet for the last two years, from uh, uh, at which time we can reintroduce the eggs? Because okay. in most of the different things, eggs are used. Uh, you told me that you found uh, he's allergic to yolk as well as uh, yolk and egg white, both and egg white, right? So yolk is mostly fat. So uh, if you are, uh, you can try an egg yolk omelet if you're giving the lipogold enzyme. Okay. Not kids digest. You have to use the lipogold enzyme for that. Uh, how old is he? You know, I mean, uh, if, if he is younger, you might need half a capsule. He's almost six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can try if you're giving him eggs for the first time, just the egg yolk omelet. I used to make a two egg yolk omelet. Okay. It's, it's made the same way. Don't add anything to it. Just the egg yolk omelet. Uh, and along with that, give him some, uh, give him the enzyme and, uh, and see how he does. Yes. Yeah, so as long as you're giving the full capsule, um, only when you're trying the egg yolk. 
And let me know how it goes. I, I, I would be interested. I would not introduce uh, any albumin. Ma'am, he, uh, he, he was eating egg before the, this allergy test. He was eating uh, egg from the lab, from seven to eight months of age till four years without any problem. But then in the, this uh, IgG food allergy shows uh, severe allergy to egg white and egg yolk. Both then I stopped the egg okay. along with the gluten. Okay. Uh, the problem is that sometimes this so-called allergy is just mm -hmm. inflammation. It shows that it's causing inflammation. So usually uh, you using proper digestive enzymes that eliminates that. So what if I were you, what I would do is, you know, since... Uh, you, you have keen powers of observation, uh, do what I told you. And then okay. after about a month or so, if he's doing well on it, then just use the whole egg. Okay, ma'am. Thank you so much. Okay, good, good quality. Oh, you're welcome, of course. All right, then let's see. Glass air fryers, I said, are okay. Daughter prefers honey or mint water or green tea not plain water. Green tea has caffeine. So that is not acceptable, right? Caffeine will unnecessarily stress your gut and mitochondria and uh, uh, it, it, it can cause gut problems. So no, green tea is not good. Anything with caffeine is not good. Mint water is fine. Mint water, you know, cucumber water, that's fine too. Lemon water, Reason for frequent urination, even if a child is not drinking. No, 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 no. You, Nisa, uh, the child needs to drink. Okay, just because there is frequent urination, you cannot stop hydration. Please don't. Uh, please continue to give him water. If he is drinking, it's a blessing. Uh, frequent urination is a uh, very important symptom of PANS, PANDAS type issues, also biotoxin illness. Okay, so what's that? Who is that? Imran, yes. Go ahead. Uh, sorry for this. Okay, uh, what do we do if a child is fond of eating sands or uh, like this stuff? Okay, uh, eating sand what is. We do? Yes, it is a nutritional, it could be nutritional deficiency, could be a sensory problem. Mostly, mostly pica is, is a, a nutritional deficiency. Sometimes in some children, uh, not so much in my experience, but, but I've read that it can also be a symptom of pans pandas. Um, once the underlying issues resolve, whatever it may be, it, it will stop. Okay. Okay, I've had all kinds of uh, problems in children, you know, chewing the shirt, uh, mouthing the toys. Uh, um, my son used to eat his pencils. It was, you know, and then come up with infections because, you know, who knows where the pencil fell and it would go in the mouth. So um, uh, I had other children, you know, who chew the nails. So all of this will slowly go away. Sometimes it can also be like, you know, nail chewing, nail biting can be uh, a, a symptom of OCD. Okay, now let me go back to any other questions. All right, I'll go back to the chat in case someone's mic. Can we stop the use of enzymes if child has no digestive issues, stool and frequency is fine. Child is having treatment. Who is this? Benny. 
Uh, yes, that's fine. If you've been on the enzymes, uh, if this is for you, Benny, uh, you can stop. Um, yes, you you can you can stop the enzymes and see how it goes. Yeah. Now remember, the enzymes are not just only for digestion. The enzymes are also when uh, all of the infections are dying off. The enzymes help to grind up all the infections as well. So sometimes when you don't have enzymes on board, you might see a spike in die-off reactions. So then you know to add them back in again. So, so I, I would reduce from three meals a day to one time a day. Okay, and this is only for Benny. She has been on the protocol for a very long time, for a for, you know, little bit more than a year, I think. So uh, yeah, Benny, it makes sense. Uh, Benny is either frozen or Mike is not working, but yes, Benny, let me know, message and let me know that you understand. Uh, now, Nobia, Nobia says if there are specific undigested foods, blueberries, raisins, etc., does that relate directly to that specific food intolerance? No, it's not a food intolerance. It's just a digestive problem. It's not getting digested. Okay, so um, just because you're seeing food in stool, that doesn't mean there is an allergy. It means that there is digestive issues. So um, be sure you're doing your, uh, your digestive enzymes. If you are, raisins, no, no, no. Raisins don't have any water content. That is very difficult for, uh, for you know, any dry fruit. Uh, and now, okay, now wait. Uh, I know your definition of dry fruit is different from mine. Now, when I say dry fruit, I mean literally dried fruit. I don't mean nuts. I don't mean almonds and cashews and all, you know, to me, those are nuts, not dry fruits. Uh, dry fruits would mean like, you know, raisins, apricots that are, that have been dried. Okay. Anything like that, unless you rehydrate it's going to be very difficult for the body to digest, you know, like dry stuff like that. That's just, uh, it's not good. Um, all right. My daughter, uh, Asma. Asma is age seven, doesn't finish proper meals, smells the food, rejects it. And does pass stool every day. Diet is a big problem. I have introduced a fruit smoothie. Any suggestions for healthy smoothie? Okay. Um, healthy smoothie. Yes. So um, there are many different options for smoothies. If, if you uh, can, can Asma come online? Can you talk? Hi, doctor. Actually, I'm um, in the car, so I will just oh, type I see. Okay. Yeah. My daughter is Zara, if you remember, we have yes. an upcoming uh, appointment very soon. Yes. So with Zara, you know, um, you have uh, told me to introduce a smoothie, which is going fine. Now I'm thinking maybe I need to add a few more things in there because she doesn't eat well. Right. All right. So what do you um, what do you add in a smoothie right now? Can you tell us? Yeah, doctor, I do add some apple, uh, a banana and sometimes strawberries. That's it. Oh no, okay, so there's so many options. So this is all fruit, too much sugar. Okay, Yeah. Uh, apples, it needs to be peeled. Okay, okay. 
banana is obviously peeled. Um, then strawberries, all right. Now to this, what you can add is you can add avocado, you can add celery, um, you can add uh, zucchini. You can add, you know, again, depending on your allergies, okay, you can add other berries, you can add coconut water as the base, you can make almond milk as the base for the smoothie instead of just plain water. I know, doctor, actually, she got high oxalate, so uh, um, I'm actually just giving her coconut milk right now, not almond, so, yeah. Right, okay. So, uh how high are the oxalates? Remember what I said about oxalates? I said, you know, unless you have, uh, you know, oxalate like 1,000 or 1,200 or 800. If no, no, it's not that high. I think it's just, I think, 236. Okay. All right. And um, depending on the age, there are different reference ranges. So um, okay. if it is, you know, between 50 and 200 higher than normal. Okay. Okay, then you don't have to be no oxalate. That's what I said earlier, is you need to be, it's okay to be low oxalate. So I so, can give her al almond milk because she not every day. likes it. Not, not every day. day, but you can do every other day. Yes, you know, almond milk, especially the homemade one. I, I, I have a YouTube video on homemade almond milk, right? So almond milk, especially homemade, uh, especially if you're adding a little bit of turmeric and a little bit of ginger to that smoothie, there's, there's no issues. Um, every other day you can do that. And then, you know, the, the alternate days you can do a, a coconut water because that is uh, uh, excellent for hydration as well. So let's see, uh, you can just toss anything in the smoothie pretty much, but you know, avocado and banana, they make the smoothie very creamy, okay? I also use hemp hearts, like hemp seeds. Um, so organic hemp heart, uh, it, it, it is hemp seeds, looks like seeds. I use them in the, in the smoothie as well. Now you can add a, a, a small amount of ghee, you can add small amount of, uh, uh, what do you call, you know, coconut oil in there. You can add, um, not all together, just one, one oil at a time. Uh, what else can you add in there? Hemp, hemp, I said you can add hemp. Um, for those with constipation problems, you can add flax seeds. Flax seeds need to be ground up. Okay, not whole flax seeds, it'll just come out in the stool, but ground up flax seeds can be added. Uh, peanut butter, you know, one spoonful of peanut butter can be added. Instead of almond milk, you can add a little bit of almond butter if you like um, in the smoothies. Uh, coconut milk can be added as well, small amount of coconut. You know, in, in some countries, you actually get a coconut cream. That can be added. Remember to do digestive enzymes if you're, you know, if you're in in the beginning stages of Bionexus protocol, and and you're doing such, you know, heavy nutrition smoothies. Okay. Okay. Um, it's already been four months, so I think she she is fine. Good. Good. Yeah. All right. So that answers your question. Any? Thank um, you. Oh, you're welcome. Welcome.
Yeah, just remember to mix fruits and vegetables in the smoothie. Don't just uh, mix only fruit. Then, uh, you know, according to me, it's just so easy to give lots of fruits and vegetables, right? The smoothies can be fruit heavy, you know, as long as you're adding a little bit of protein, a little bit of good fat in there. But um, making the, uh, making the uh, vegetable broth, right, or vegetable soup, however you want to call it. I'm not saying soup. Because soup here in the United States, it usually starts off, you know, with a little bit of oil and, and then you add onions, you know, and you brown the onions, then you add the vegetable puree. Uh, I don't use that. I, I just make, you know, I, I just boil as many vegetables as I can and then I just puree them and that's beautiful. You know, and th th that's just my like very thick vegetable broth. Uh, I usually add a small amount of ginger, like I said, especially if, if I'm adding broccoli and broccoli stems, it is tremendously delicious. So um, one day I'm, I'm gonna share with you, but uh, my breakfast, I can share this now. I have this here, this is just mixed fruit. Okay, this is my breakfast. And of course, you know, I have water and I have my ginger tea. Uh, that's my breakfast. I, I don't get hungry till noon. I mean, of course, I'm much older. So as you get older, eating less is, uh, is best anyways. But then instead of that, sometimes I'll make my green smoothie in the morning. Or if, uh, you know, if I have like a vegetable broth available, I just drink like, you know, a, a big mug like this of... Um, just the mixed vegetables. And that's all, that's all that's required for a breakfast. Okay, then can we give fish, Imran is asking, fish along with other meats. What does it mean along, you mean in the same plate? It's not recommended. Um, you know, don't mix eggs and chicken and all, and, and you know, grains and everything together, no. Uh, it is more nutritious if you keep one protein at every meal. Remember, proteins are the ones that cause the reactivity, right? So your pan's reactivity, your antibody generation is usually in, with reaction to a protein. Same thing with the leaky gut. So fish is great. Fish is high in histamine though, but if your child does not have any histamine issues or is doing the bionexus histamine protocol, uh, and doesn't seem to have any histamine type reactivity to fish. Yeah, of course, fish is beautiful. Right now, remember, no skin. Okay, keep the skin away. The, uh, the bad bacteria find it easier to digest the skin. So uh, skin is not recommended for any meat. Fish nowadays is coming, or Anissa says fish in Pakistan is coming from farms. They're high okay. in metals. Um, no, if, uh, well, yes and no, because it depends on the water that's being used, right? Like, you know, it depends on the quality of the farms. Like some farms will use filtered water for the, the farm raised fish. Then depends on the, uh, on the type of fish as well. So um, farm fish is usually a no. If you can get wild fish, right? And you have many rivers, right? So many beautiful rivers in, in, in Pakistan. If you can get uh, fresh fish from the river, um, that's better actually. 
yeah, farm fish is not good in uh, in, in any country. Um, all right, so I think we've answered. Uh, putting hands in diaper and staining hands and face with stool could also be due to pants, correct, yes. Yes, yeah, these kind of morbid behaviors uh, are, um, you know, it, it becomes more like an obsessive compulsive behavior, unfortunately, yes. I like to mention, excuse me, ma'am. Yes. This diaper staining behavior is so much in my sense that is reduced almost to zero with this protocol in eight months that I like to mention this. Oh, that's that's wonderful, Hajra. Thank you for mentioning that. Yes. So, you know, so you see uh, in eight months, we have it's almost gone in this eight months. Oh, wonderful. But I love it. I love to hear stories like that. You know, it is so difficult for the mother when that happens. And, uh, uh, it, you know, it's all day. You just have to keep cleaning or watching or diet. I know I've been there. Uh, okay, that, that is very good to hear. And um, eight months, you know, it, it, it will depend on each child, but, but for Hajra, for, for your child, it took that long to, to eliminate um, most of the triggers, more importantly, to calm down the autoimmunity of the immune system. So, so the PANS reaction is not happening so much anymore. Awesome, okay. Yeah, so that gives you hope, Lisa. I'm I'm facing this issue almost every day, sometimes twice a day, and it, it takes two to three hours to clean that case and to clean him. I'm so much so disturbed due to this behavior, but I guess in future it will settle down with the herbs. And um, we are um, having a follow up in January. Hopefully, oh good, good. After okay. that yeah. protocol, it will. You know, it is, it, it really bothers me so much, you know, when it is all swept under the carpet. Oh, it's just autism. Really? You know, there is, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, the, the, this image is created that, that, you know, autistic kids are supposed to be, uh, have all these disgusting habits and, and have, uh, you know, uh, behaviors and eating issues. And, and uh, that's not true. It may be true if, if it is, you know, pure autism, severe autism, sure, you know, then it, it is what, but it is so unfair not to investigate if there is any underlying issues for a child, you know, just labeled autistic. Anyways, most of you know that that's my stand, but yeah, every time I hear this, it really um, bothers me, um, you know, how, how, how quickly uh, our kids are just labeled, oh, he's on the spectrum, that's it. It's crazy. Um, okay, now let me make sure I've answered all the questions. How much minimum difference can we keep between breakfast herbal cocktail and binder? Okay, that is something that should be on your protocol. Uh, the binder needs to be an hour away from everything, food and herbal cocktail and everything. Okay, because, you know, it's very important to understand the logic of the binder. The binder will bind um, all kinds of nutrition and minerals. So it is important to keep that away, at least an hour from everything. Okay, so um, 
typically in in your protocol i always put a supplements guidance site uh, suggestions that other parents have found helpful so um, please always refer to that what else was i going to say okay good now um, someone actually many have uh, emailed me to talk about um, stem cells so that is maybe something we can do next time um, but you know or oh wait benny just came back into the room let's see is she joining let's wait for benny to join maybe it was her who mentioned that topic but uh, if anyone has any other suggestions what we should be uh, if anyone wants another well you know group discussion like this let me know um anyone well you know from from the general public was not able to join today which is uh that's all right you know uh, all of you are bionexus patients today but it was open to anyone who wanted to join so uh, is anybody interested in speaking about stem cells okay so then uh, uh, amongst yourselves you can decide um, if we need another um, another webinar or if there is any like you know smoking hot topic that everyone would like help with yes ma'am it's our experience we wasted a lot of money on genetic testing if you uh, give a small uh, few minutes on this topic uh, it is important to give uh, to do the genetic testing we wasted a lot of money on uh, genetic testing and then doctor that prescribed the test uh, he received the report and uh, at then he said i can't help this uh, report and i can't comment on this whether it is expressed or not and nowadays uh, we, i we have joined many uh, groups in which there are autistic parents uh, parents there are parents of autistic kids and they want to do the test and they need the suggestion whether it is important to do on this stage okay no it's not all right uh any kind of testing that does not give you anything concrete that that does not give you anything productive towards helping your child now i can understand if you are testing for example you know for fragile x or you 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 are testing for like down syndrome yes that is like you know definitive testing that shows that you know there is going to be some cognitive compromise there is going to be specific features which nothing can change correct obviously right you know you cannot reverse down syndrome sorry what's that go ahead like fragile x syndrome down syndrome there must be some clinical correlation correct if there is a clinical picture then we have to go for genetic testing correct. but not in every autistic kid we force the parents to do uh, no. the genetic testing no that is um, i haven't done it the the only genetic testing we did was methylation full profile full complete uh, methylation profile and and all snips and we also did the uh, genetic testing for um biotoxin illness that's not available in any other country it's just becoming available in the uk 
but you know that's not so uh, because both of these actively contribute to making the child better uh, to you know further customizing the treatment if there is uh, you know so honestly you, i would rather do testing like we do to look at underlying triggers and if there are triggers eliminating them is always helpful to the child obviously right now now imagine if if it was a neurotypical child and this neurotypical child has all of these gut infections and and you know toxins uh will it not help the long term health of of this child yes it will so uh specifically if it's a special needs or autistic child already and you're finding all of these um uh, underlying medical issues in the child so what if there are many genetic issues the underlying medical issues have to be addressed anyways right and those take priority so yeah i i i don't waste money on genetic testing the the um, the kind that you're mentioning hajra and i also don't waste time on food allergy testing time and that's the uh, whole exome sequence test west test uh-huh. yeah Uh, i guess they just want to drill it into you your child is autistic and there is no hope yeah so i i don't buy that you know there's always hope um and you know there are many things which can be done now all of you right none of you had to travel all the way to the us to uh you know uh, with your child and this no this is all you, you're sitting at home and, and and you're getting everything all the testing all the all the medicines so the, the 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 expenses you have is in that it's not you know the hardship of traveling going for two three visits this and that so um it it can certainly be done but if you use your resources wisely instead of wasting money for things that don't have any medical consequence so i i i would agree with you hazra yes um i i see that benazir is back so many hours asking for suggestions if any other session is needed um you know hazra mentioned genetic testing so i answered that and then um i don't know if you remember but last time someone had asked me to talk about stem cells uh it was you know a very pressing question so if if that is something uh we we need to have um, have another meeting let me know i'm i'm going to have other meetings with like you know other countries like there there's going to be a parents round table with the uh, uh, parents from eastern europe then there's going to be another one you know parents from africa so uh um most of them you know have have culture specific questions and i'm sure i'm sure they have similar questions to what you have but again those will be available on youtube for everyone to benefit from because i've heard from many many parents uh whatever questions you guys have asked has has actually benefited many other parents as well so um i'm i'm happy to come back so yes you know ask in the group if there is any other pressing questions or if we need to have another session you know group session i'm happy to uh 
in, apart from sessions, although the sessions are very informative and very interactive, uh, the way you are conducting it is very, uh, really awesome. Uh, one thing more I need, um, uh, I often uh, see people asking is that how actually these uh, sophisticated recipes are made. Maybe it's difficult for um, at your end to be managed the way you say in, inside your kitchen. Uh, but maybe if you can share um, a few recipes, because people are uh, people are often asking for recipes and what what do you take with your child when you're going to some place other, you know, there are temperature issues, there are issues like the things sometimes get hard, hard with the time, you cannot care, carry them in traveling, etc. Many options have to be, uh, you know, yes. tackled, for example. Yes. Yeah, there are many things. And even inside home, many children are like, doesn't uh, like to be, uh, doesn't like to use the same thing over and over again. Sometimes people want to introduce new things. Many people ask me uh, if we can uh, make uh, cakes and things like that. I often, um, you know, don't bother <laughs> to go to cook a lot but uh, you know uh, i think there should be more recipes and more working things tasty things etc that we can introduce to our children yeah okay. so uh, i i don't sorry specifically. Um, okay we can yeah. I, I don't make cakes and all that it's uh, just too much uh, okay. sugar i don't i don't do cookies and okay. cakes but it's it's yeah, and, uh, but but wait wait uh, i i will be sharing um, from my kitchen as soon as you know, mm -hmm. his his highness helps me with with figuring out the the camera. But yes, I, I would love to start. Um, yeah, right. Sharing specifically that. if there are things like uh, how the how we can uh, introduce more vegetables to our kids, raw right. vegetables and the things that uh, don't have more pesticides on it and antibiotics on them. Maybe how can we cook such clean food and we can take it everywhere. Etc. Well, uh, and specifically okay. thinking of. Okay, um, let's do this. If you can be specific, then we can do another session so I can give you answers. Like, for example, you know, um, uh, someone asked me the other day, um, um, no. my, my, my child will not eat anything pureed, it has to be crunchy. So we said, okay. So we came up with the idea of uh, uh, putting like, like you know, uh, high fiber plus high sugar uh, fruits and vegetables, mixed puree, putting it on, on a crispy toast. Uh, and that seemed to work, you know, spread it like jam and it seemed to work for that child. So now, you know, he's getting fruits and vegetables as long as it's on that gluten-free toast main problem is in between snacks we are always ah. searching for the healthy snack options this is main problem right 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 okay yes we we can have another session for that no problem right uh you know it, um we'll have the same format right q a sessions now oh zishan came in now little late so um benny um what happened uh, what happened to the list of people who wanted to attend? Uh, we, you know, was this a bad time? Um, uh, no, I think um, I couldn't, uh, you know, convey the link to the people myself. 
so maybe i because i tried to reach out few people uh, and wanted to know if they got the link or not but uh, many of them couldn't even many of our own bionexus patients couldn't get the link that's so weird i had to ask uh, oh, okay yeah yes but but uh, i know that we gave you permission to share the link in the group yeah the, that's why i shared it in the uh, group but uh, to the general public i couldn't reach them out you know i i i wasn't of, uh, aware of, uh, of your choice in okay uh, we have, uh, I know Cheryl emailed the link to everyone on the list that you gave and only two emails bounced back for whatever reason. I mean, you know, it's this, um, so I don't know what went wrong, but that, that's okay. Um, I, I thought maybe, yeah. it, um, I thought maybe it, it was the time, but uh, anyways, all right. No, um, many people were interested. In fact, many people were interested for the next time, maybe we'll sort out some other way to do it. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Um, I, yeah. You know, we have the email to all the people that that you sent us information on. It has been sent out, okay. but I don't know okay. why they did not. Maybe it went in spam and they did not check it. Yeah, I tried to know, but then um, I thought that maybe <laughs> I'll ask it later from the office. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. Okay, well, it was uh, really nice to see all of you guys again, and I'm, I'm happy to re revisit. Uh, suggest some topics, please, right? Um, and one, one topic is great, you know, in between snacks. Yes, we can talk about that. Um, I, I would like to hear what you guys are doing right now for, uh, for snacks. And uh, we can uh, talk about other things like, uh, well, you know, give me some suggestions and, and I'll be happy to meet up again. Good. Uh, okay, right. can we make a, uh, a document again uh, to convey all this? For example, what we are doing and what we want. Yes, that, document, you know? yes that's fine. So I, I can share the screen during the, uh, the call. Yes, that's fine. But, you know, whatever is uh, works best for you. I'm happy to help. Oh, and listen, you know, one thing I wanted to ask everyone, whoever is here, uh, if you can, you know, I'm, I'm seeing like 60-70% of those watching the videos on the channel, on the YouTube channel, um, they are not subscribed. So if you can have them, I mean, if, if you can subscribe, that would be great. And, uh, you know, uh, if you can increase the subscribers in any way, that, that would also be awesome. Like we, we're trying to reach like thousand subscribers. So that puts us higher on the search list. So we can spread the message to more people. So I think uh, it looks like YouTube cutoff is like thousand or 5,000 subscribers. I can't remember what my IT team told me now for the search engine optimization. Good, good. You know, and if if we ever reach like, you know, a good size, good yeah, amount of subscribers, like maybe a million or something, because we know there are millions of autistic families in the world. So if, if we can reach that, then, you know, all of these uh, new methods and new hospitals and uh, stem cells and FMT, whatever, we will have enough um, uh, clout to be able to ask questions. 
to be able to get you know uh, proper information right now you know as a, a small group of thousand asking the questions uh, no one's going to pay a whole lot of attention even if it is you know even if we are like many physicians on board as well so that's been my experience but you know as long as we uh, uh, as soon as we become a, a a really large group like very large group then it it matters um because you know it 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 gives us um gives us additional advantage if if we are uh, a large number so hopefully with these african families joining and and the eastern european families joining you know we shall reach um and why does it only have to be uh uh autism families right your extended family your um friends you know they can also just subscribe and just to increase the subscriber list that also would be great but yes once once we reach a certain number right we we can certainly get a lot more information from companies from supplement companies from from anywhere so that's just you know something to think about okay now i will um, i'll take your leave i i hope to start um start putting videos of from from my kitchen a, a bit more all right so bye for now take good care that concludes this autism moms roundtable series on the bionexus health podcast thank you for joining master herbalist dr jody adashaw director of the bionexus health clinic and bionexus herbals on the bionexus health podcast you can subscribe for free on most podcast apps by subscribing, you encourage the algorithms to spread our messages of hope and healing. You may also leave a review on your preferred podcast app or share on your social networks to promote the podcast where we explore and share information and stories about recovering and healing from chronic and environmental illnesses such as mold biotoxin illness, Lyme disease, autism spectrum disorder, fatigue, Crohn's and colitis, mast cell activation syndrome, PANS, and more. For more information, visit bionexushealth.com. Information within this video, audio, or text, collectively known as the podcast, has not been reviewed by the FDA. Nothing within the podcast is intended as or should be construed as medical advice. Information is for general informational and educational purposes only. Consumers of the podcast should consult with their healthcare practitioners for medical recommendations. Seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider. Do not disregard the advice of a healthcare provider based on any information from the podcast. The information within the podcast may contain information concerning dietary supplements or over-the-counter products that are not drugs. Our dietary supplement products are not intended for use as a means to cure, treat, prevent, diagnose, or mitigate any disease or other medical or abnormal condition.